Thanks for listening to this podcast of Trending with Timory from the Relevant Radio app. Anything you share in terms of episodes, whether it's texting it to a friend, posting on social media, helps to build up the kingdom for God to help confront the challenging issues we face as a culture, but with joy, with hope, and with an eternal perspective where our faith collides with everyday life, bringing eternal principles to help us live our life joyfully. Powered by you. Hello, hello. Listener supported. This is the Relevant Radio Summer Pledge Drive. Answer the call. You're listening to Trending with Tim Murray here on Relevant Radio. Have you followed the Alec Baldwin case, the woman who was killed on the set of one of his films back in 2021 it's been very controversial and i want to talk a little bit about the latest news charges of involuntary manslaughter were dropped back in april but new evidence has come forward and this seems to be a polarizing issue on whether or not you're on the left or right determines what your take on it is i have unique perspectives i think we should have as people of faith, uh, a little bit of compassion in addressing this specific issue. And not just, you know, saying, hey, let's be generous, let's be nice, but a different perspective on it. So stay with me. We'll be unpacking that. And also joining me in just a few moments will be Sal Stefano. He is the creator of Mind Pump Media. He has one of the top fitness podcasts in the world and wrote a great book, very practical, The Resistance Training Revolution, the no cardio way to burn fat and age proof your body in only 60 minutes a week. So if you'd like to pick up that book, we post the link on social media and he's joining us in a moment. We're going to talk about how men who have desk jobs can keep their morale up and alive, stay disciplined and active because I hear from men all the time. I'm struggling. I'm in a desk job. Hey, we see the overcompensation all the time for the lack of feeling of the tea with the macho man truck and actually speaking of tea we're going to talk about how do men boost testosterone naturally but before we don't go there you're listening to trending with timory we have a need of forty thousand dollars this hour as we're in the midst of our fundraiser to continue to cover basic operating expenses so if you can support us again we need four hundred thousand dollars numbers one eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three or donate very easily. It's safe, secure, and tax deductible at relevantradio.com or tap the app on or tap the banner on our app now. Let's pray and kick off here before we're joined by Sal Stefano to pray for our needs to be met during this pledge drive here at Relevant Radio and to pray for an end to abortion. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. St. Stephen of Hungary, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, let's talk about testosterone here in a few minutes. But before we do, gentlemen, let's talk about that desk job. Sal Stefano's with me. Again, he's a creator of Mind Pump Media, one of the top podcasts in the nation, actually worldwide on fitness, and the author of a book on fitness as well. We post the link on social media to that. Sal, men are talking all the time about feeling frustrated over their desk jobs. A lot of men are wanting to change the work environment they're in. Not everyone can make a career change, but there's a lot that can be done to boost morale 
and stay disciplined and active. What are your go-to tips for men who are struggling uh, with a lack of morale because of kind of that sitting nine to five or let's be real, maybe eight to seven job that many men are in today? Yeah, great question, Timmy. Thanks for having me on again. So this is a, a good question because it's a lot of people uh, really want to focus on the feeling of motivation uh, to get them to exercise consistently or to change their diet, for example. There's nothing wrong with the feeling of motivation, uh, but it is a feeling and it does come and go. And if that's what you rely upon, then you'll do the, you know, I work out sometimes, I don't work out sometimes uh, type of, uh, you know, inconsistency that we see that's so prevalent. And it makes it really hard. Instead, the focus needs to be on developing the skill of discipline in regards to, let's say, being consistent with exercise. And when you're building a skill, you always start slow. You start slow until it becomes a habit and then you add more steps. So if somebody's not exercising at all now and they have a desk job, a very easy first step is to maybe set an alarm on your phone uh, or a timer and every hour or two, get up and walk for 10 to 15 minutes. And you'll find throughout the day, you'll end up uh, doing close to almost an hour of just simple walking. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot, but number one, it is a first step. And number two, studies show that repeated small bouts of walking has tremendous benefits on things like insulin sensitivity, on improving someone's mitochondrial health and health overall. Um, and then, of course, it can help you by burning extra calories if you're trying to get leaner. Now, if you combine that with some changes in diet, you'll see some pretty good changes right out the gates. And then if you want to take another step, one of the one of the best steps you could take when you're trying to do a structured workout is to schedule it uh, first time or first thing in the day. Now, a lot of people cringe when I say that. They don't want to wake up any earlier. But in my, experiencing, in my experience managing gyms and training lots of clients, doing it first thing in the morning, you're more likely to be able to do it on a consistent basis. Less things right. get in the way. Mm -hmm. It's a part of your schedule. Um, but if you tend to leave it to the middle of the day or, or the end of the day, things get in the way, things happen, especially if you have kids, um, and it, it's easy to stop. <laughs> it's so true. My husband's been trying to find this new workout routine as he's working from home most days of the week now. And it's so funny because if he schedules it in the middle of the day or for the end of the day, I almost feel like I'm bumping up with my elbow saying, don't blame me if it doesn't happen. Don't blame me if it doesn't happen. Yeah. Because it's true. Whether you have kids or you don't have kids, it's a challenge to get that workout in after that beginning of the day has been burnt and everything else is tapping at your door to be done. What do you think, Sal, about a lot of people talking about waking up at the hour of champions at 4 p.m. hour to get your exercise in and that's the only way you're going to kind of reclaim your time and make it happen? What's your opinion on that theory? Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's different from person to person. I mean, look at your schedule. Give yourself about however much time you need to do some activity. It doesn't have to be much. Now, if you go to a gym and you're going to do a full workout, you're going to probably want to wake up an hour to an hour and a half earlier than you normally do. But if you have, let's say, a suspension trainer, right, you can hang this in your doorway and you can do a 25-minute workout every single day. You can even do less than that. You can do a 15-minute suspension trainer workout every single day, which equates to about two hours almost a week of some structured strength training. And I've been on the show, on your show many times, talking about the benefits of strength training. That will pay somebody back uh, tremendous dividends. And it doesn't require that much more time commitment. It's literally a 20-minute to 25 minute commitment and you could do it at your home. I have a question for you about cardio and runner's euphoria. You were mentioning earlier and the question, if you're just joining us, that's Sal Stefano. He is the creator of Mind Pump Media, one of the top 
podcast in the nation world on fitness and has a book on fitness as well and tips to get it done in just 60 minutes a week. The topic is how to keep your morale up, especially for men who are struggling with desk jobs, staying disciplined and active. So Sal, a lot of people talk about running and I think a lot of people talk about desiring that runner's high, that euphoric state. And at the same time, we have a lot of conversation about needing to get your cardio in. But part of what I love is that you don't put this emphasis on that hard-hitting cardio, but how it's done through calm strength training. Can you explain the difference between hard-hitting cardio and how you're still getting it done with repetition in a way that's not aggressive on the body? Yeah, so cardio definitely has health benefits. There's nothing necessarily wrong with it, but on a time-for-time basis, if you're trying to get the most uh, for your, you know, the most bang for your buck, if you will, if you're trying to, let's say, speed up your metabolism so that you burn more calories on your own, so you're not having to try to burn them by moving more, uh, more manually all day long. If you're trying to positively impact your hormones or, uh, Im- you know, improve your insulin sensitivity. If, if you're trying to sculpt and shape and strengthen your body by building some muscle, which is very protective uh, for longevity and for health. Um, you know, 30 minutes of cardio will give you a little bit, 30 minutes of strength training will give you a lot. So, you know, there's, again, there's nothing wrong with cardio. If that's your favorite form of exercise and you do it appropriately, but if you really want to get the most out of the time that you spend, especially if you're not a fitness fanatic, and this isn't something you're able to do on every single day basis, strength training is just far more effective across the board at improving health markers at helping with obesity or helping someone lose weight, speeding up the metabolism, hormones. I mean, you name it. And strength training on a time-for-time basis is just uh, its just a better investment. I love your top two tips for boosting that morale. If you're in a desk job, you're struggling to stay disciplined and active. So you said every hour or two, set a timer and get up and walk 15 minutes. And you mentioned you'll have walked for about an hour a day, even if you just do it a handful of times. But scheduling that morning workout, uh, that's kind of the feat for a lot of people is doing that morning workout. If someone's not in any sort of routine, okay, say they're going to carve it out in their schedule. Do you recommend gym over a home workout? Like what's your go-to to really actually make it happen? You know, convenience is going to probably be the most important uh, factor for somebody who's just getting started. You don't need a lot of equipment. You don't need a fancy gym. You need, uh, you know, some free weights. And if there's other pieces of equipment that you desire and something that'll be available when you want to use it. And that's pretty much it. Um, now, you can also invest in some equipment for your home. I mean, Resistance bands are very inexpensive. A suspension trainer is very inexpensive, requires very minimal space. And if you want to take it a step further, they make really, really nice free weight equipment now that really takes uh, into account somebody needing more space. So for example, there's a company called PRX that creates a squat rack that folds into the wall. So if you have a garage that you want to park your car in, you don't want to you know, take up all the space with gym equipment, you can put one of these squat racks and literally when you're done using it, folds up into the wall, it comes off the wall about five inches and you still have all that space. So there's a lot of options these days. And I would say consider convenience is probably the most important thing because uh, showing up is like 90% um, of the battle here. You know, 10% then is what you do inside there. Quick question. If someone's exercising, it's one of the questions that came in four to five days a week and they're getting four days of strength training. And would you recommend that that last day is cardio or at least one of them in there? You know, I think if it depends on what you're looking for. If you want athletic performance type endurance or stamina, then cardio training, uh, especially maybe hit style training, is going to be valuable to, to be done on a on a relatively regular basis. 
Now, if your goal is longevity and health, um, then I would spend the structured workout time on strength training and or mobility work. Mobility is uh, exercises designed to improve mm-hmm. functional ranges of motion. And then for cardio or for movement, the, I mean, the data is pretty clear on this. The, your best bet is to walk every yes. day. So yep. what does this look like? 10 to 15 minute walk after breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you're hitting those longevity targets uh, pretty square on with that. And I love, Sal, that you mentioned insulin resistance. We actually just did a whole episode talking about insulin resistance. It's a lot of buzzwords you're hearing right now. doesn't matter. We actually broke it down in an episode, so we'll link to that on Trending. Sal Stefano is with me here. You can find him at mindpumpmedia.com. Again, that's mindpumpmedia.com. He has one of the top fitness podcasts in the nation. We're going to come back talking about how do men boost the T, that's testosterone, and boosting it naturally. Let's be real, it's impacting fertility, it's impacting drive, it's impacting libido, among other things. So we'll be right back with Sal Stefano to discuss. Hi, this is Father Rocky, Executive Director of Relevant Radio and host of the Family Rosary Across America. If you'd like a beautiful new rosary to use when you pray with us every evening, man, do we have a rosary for you. It's a St. Therese rose-scented, one-decade rosary with case. Really lovely. It's the first of two gifts at the dollar-a-day giving level. But these beautiful rosaries are only available today and only while they last. The companion gift is an easy-to-read book of meditations on the teaching of St. Therese called I Believe in Love. It's perfect as a quick personal retreat when you only have a few moments to spare each day and for spiritual reading too. Please give a dollar a day, that's 365 for the year, and you'll receive both gifts, the St. Therese Rosary and the St. Therese Book. Give a dollar a day now at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app or give us a call at 877-291-0123. Tim Ray here with Kale Clark. I'm so excited to be here. I love Relevant Radio. It's been a joy to be here over the last, goodness, we're heading on over three years now. And if you would like to support the work we are doing here, Kale, myself, Patrick mm-hmm. Madrid, Drew Mariani, we're asking you to answer the call and donate because we can only do what we do to serve God's kingdom through your generosity. So if you can donate, just like Connie, who thank you, Connie, just gave us the gift of $1,200. Wow, Connie. Wow, thank you, Connie. Please support us now. How can people give, Kale? By going to the Relevant Radio website, relevantradio.com, the Relevant Radio app. It's easy, it's quick, it's secure, but you can also call this number, 877 877- Two nine one zero one two three, and I'll tell you what, Father Rocky just mentioned the gifts that you'll get. If you call the number eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three, you're going to get the dollar a day double play. If you come in at a dollar a day donation, we're going to send you two gifts. We're going to send you the book called "I Believe in Love" by Father Jean Delbay about the spirituality of St. Therese. It's kind of a personal retreat, lovely book. I've got it on my desk right now in front of me, and the St. Therese Rosary. It's rose-scented. It's going to be touched to her relics before we send it to you. It's going to be taken to the Shrine of St. Therese of Lisieux. And also, the relics of her parents, also canonized, yes. uh, will be uh, in touch with these uh, rosaries as well before we get them out your way. But if you give online through the app or the website, relevantradio.com, you're going to get the dollar-a-day triple play because we're going to throw in a third gift if you give online. It's a talk on angels by Patrick Madrid and Timory. How are we? Uh, who are some of the other folks that are giving right now? Oh, and I do want to say we have a need of forty thousand dollars this hour, and we've already raised thirty-three thousand. 
Thanks to people such as Dennis, Bonnie, Helen, Daniel, Carmen, and Brock. Thank you support for supporting us here at Relevant Radio. We're working our way. We just need 33000 in the next 42 minutes. That's not bad. That's far less than 1000 in a minute. So here you go. Donate that 1000 Maybe it's 5000 or maybe it's $5. But what we are looking for is for everyone to try and make that commitment, like you said, Kale, of a dollar a day. And we have special gifts for you of St. Therese and her parents. And I actually want to share something. My daughter, we have this children's book. I think it's released Mm -hmm. by Tan. I'll have to check. I'll post a link to it later. But it's about the Martin family, specifically Zaley and Louis, the parents Mm -hmm. of St. Therese, who, as you mentioned, are saints. This book's phenomenal. And what I love is that these rosaries are being touched to relics of St. Therese's parents. If you're looking for Mm -hmm. a spouse, if you're looking for healing in your marriage, you need this rosary. So donate a dollar a day. How can people donate? 877-291-0123 or go to the app or the website help to answer the call. So what's trending? Bridging your Catholic faith with your everyday life. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Share some tea, and I am not talking about the gossip. Men everywhere are asking this question. How do I get more testosterone, whether it's sitting jobs, low sperm count? In fact, have sperm count and have testosterone levels since really the 1950s. What are we going to do about it? Well, we should do something because guess what? It impacts libido. It impacts fertility. And Sal, can you share with us a couple things that it also impacts when testosterone is low? And how do we boost it naturally? Or should I say, how do you gentlemen boost it naturally? Because I'm good. Yeah, so great, great question. It's interesting. You just mentioned some data. You know, a 22-year-old today has a testosterone of a 67-year-old just in the year 2000. <laughs> so there's some interesting stuff that's going on. It's been uh, We've been noticing this trend for a while. Can't quite sure figure out what's going on, but there are some some strong clues as to what might be affecting uh, our testosterone levels. Now, some of the signs of low testosterone, you mentioned libido, that's an obvious one, but you also have low confidence, low drive, higher rates of anxiety and depression. Um, you have worse sleep, and then you have lots of negative health effects. You actually have increasing rates of certain types of cancers um, and heart disease. So testosterone needs to be at good, healthy levels for a man to have, uh, you know, good health. Um, so it's, it's very important. And now we could talk about how to raise it. And there's some general data driven advice that I'm going to give that I think will be the big rocks. And then we can speculate a little bit as to what might be causing the lowering of testosterone, how you can avoid exposure to some of those things. So generally speaking, one of the best things you could do to improve your testosterone levels. Well, number one, make sure you don't have any nutrient deficiencies. You can get a yes. basic nutrient test uh, from your doctor and make sure that you have adequate levels of things like vitamin D and zinc. Low levels of nutrients, in particular the two that I mentioned, uh, will result in lower levels uh, of testosterone. So that would be uh, number one. The second thing you could do is to make sure that you prioritize good sleep. Uh, bad sleep or bad sleep patterns will hammer your testosterone levels in a very, very short period of time. So what does that look like? Well, one of the things you could do is go to bed and wake up at the same time every single day. A lot of people don't realize they put themselves into artificial jet lag because they go to bed late and then wake up later on the weekend trying to make up for it. Well, you never really make up for it. And this is why people, I think, hate Mondays. 
just optimizing your sleep and making sure you, you have eight hours set aside. You don't look at electronics right before you go to bed. You don't have caffeine past a certain hour. Just doing that alone tends to raise testosterone um, in most men. The third thing you could do is lift weights. Lifting weights or doing strength training literally directly tells the body to increase its testosterone. It also increases uh, what's known as androgen receptor density. So these are the receptors that testosterone uh, attaches to to exert its effects. In other words, if you had the same amount of testosterone right now, but you had twice as many androgen receptors, then you would have the effects of tw two times as much of, of two times the testosterone that you have. So strength training actually does both, raises testosterone and raises uh, androgen receptor density. And then when it comes to diet, uh, there's no fast and hard rules aside from not overeating and making sure you get adequate nutrients, macronutrients, protein and fat. If protein or fat are too low, you won't be able to make um, testosterone. So don't overeat. You probably want to stick to whole natural foods and, uh, and, and get good sleep, lift some weights. Um, and that's going to probably work for most men. Now, as far as some of the you know, quote-unquote speculation is concerned, you might want to uh, try to reduce your exposure to certain chemicals. Uh, these are known as uh, xenoestrogens. They're chemicals that exert estrogen-like effects in the body. So uh, these are waxes and plastics. So if you drink water out of plastic containers, if you microwave out of plastic containers, if you use lots of synthetic skincare or hair care uh, products, deodorants, hairspray, hair wax, um, you know, lotions, stuff like that. You want to kind of look and see what the ingredients are. Most of them have chemicals that um, have xenoestrogen type effects. And when you add all of them up, the cumulative effects probably have a negative effect on your testosterone. It's interesting because there's a lot about toxic plastic, plastic toxicity, and even water. A lot of conversation about water, which we've discussed here. Talk to me for a second about protein and fat because. I know there, even just the latest food pyramid that was released, there's a lot, to be, a lot to be discussed. But for those who are wondering, hey, I'm supposed to eat fat. Maybe they're not used to the keto diet. Can you just rattle off a few good key fats to incorporate into your diet? And if you could touch on the fact that some of these fats actually can't add weight on you, but can only be used for energy, such as MCT, for example. Yeah, so MCTs are more likely to be burned for energy. But if you eat in excess of the amount of calories you burn, that's, that's really all that's needed to store uh, body fat. Now, if you're sending a signal to build muscle and you're eating more than you're burning, then you might uh, benefit from the fact that your body wants to build muscle. So those calories will go to muscle rather than, uh, than fat storage. But when we talk about protein and fat, the reason why those are important is because they're essential. Carbohydrates, although have some, they have value, they're not essential, meaning... You can never eat a carbohydrate for the rest of your life and you'll be okay. If you don't eat mm -hmm. adequate protein or fat, there are essential amino acids and essential fatty acids that your body can't produce. So what'll happen is you'll fail to thrive and eventually die. So those are essential. Now with mm -hmm. protein, I would aim for about uh, close to one gram of protein per pound of target body weight. So look at what your body weight is or where you want to be. Aim for that in grams of protein. There's tons and tons of benefit to that. And then when it comes to fats, um, you know, if you're eating, uh, you know, normal cuts of meat, uh, you're eating, you know, your, your flank steaks, your ground beefs, you're eating your chicken thigh, chicken breast, you know, which is really lean, but I like the thigh and the skins. If you're having normal, you know, amounts of dairy, whole eggs, whole foods, fish, uh, you know, nuts, avocado, mm -hmm. those, all those fats are going to be just right. fine for you. And if right. you eat a lot of red meat, go to grass fed. 
Yep. Beautiful. Okay, I have one more question. I do want to touch on it. I hear a lot about squatting. All the gents today say squat. That increases T. Is there a priority for squatting over other weight training? We have just a brief moment to answer that. No problem. Compound, heavy compound lifts are king when it comes to raising testosterone. That includes the barbell squat. Fantastic. So, gentlemen, go get that squat bar. Ladies, tell your husband, squat, baby, squat. If you want to increase that T, that's Sal Stefano. Find him at mindpumpmedia.com. He has one of the top fitness podcasts in the world and has a great book. I'll post a link to it, The Resistance Training Revolution, less than 60 minutes a week. Thanks, Sal, for joining us. I'll be right back. Kale Clark's here with me. Kale, what's the latest news as we work our way toward meeting that need of $40,000 this hour? We're almost up to $9,000, Timory, so we need our listeners to step up right now. 877-291-0123 or go to the relevantradio.com website, the relevant radio app. We have just over 400. We've got about 408 packages of these wonderful premiums to give away today. If you come in at that dollar a day level for a dollar a day donation, we're going to send you, if you call the number 877-291-0123, we'll send you the book on St. Therese, I Believe in Love, on her spirituality, plus a St. Therese rosary, which is, as we've talked about, uh, been in touch, we'll be in touch with her relics and those of her parents who are also canonized. And if you give online through the app, we'll throw in a third gift. It's a dollar a day, triple play. We're going to give you the talk on angels by Patrick Madrid. And what an interesting conversation that you're having, Timory. <laughs> I'm over here guest. laughing. I, I mean, Macho Man Trucks, you know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage. And, of course, Macho Man Randy Savage had Miss Elizabeth, and I'm here with Ms. Timory. So uh, I'll tell you, Timory, uh, people just love your show. And, in fact, I got, uh, I got a great testimony uh, that came in. Bob from Philadelphia, he was talking about a recent segment that you did on social media he said, quote, it's the best 12 minutes of radio I've heard in a long time. I'm a teacher. I know full well the perils of social media, how it directly correlates to an uptick in teen anxiety, distress, suicidal thoughts. If we don't corral this movement, we will have failed as a society. End of quote. Bob really appreciates your show. And if you appreciate Thanks, Trending Bob. with Timory as well, you can call in 877-291-0123. Make that dollar a day pledge or go to the relevant radio app. I love that you mentioned social media and thank you, Bob, for that compliment because so much of what's going on, we are incarnate human beings. What we do with our body mm. impacts us, whether it's low testosterone, sitting too much, how we use our technology. You know, I think it's only through our faith and the lens of our faith, which is the proper lens for seeing the blueprint of life, that we actually get that we need to have a proper a sense of order and a healthy relationship with everything from food to fitness to mm. our technology. So I think that's pretty relevant that these are the conversations, Kale, that we are having here on Relevant Radio, here on Trending, because that's what people need to figure out how we interact as Catholics with the world around hey. us and our tools. If you're high on tea, and by that I mean trending, with Timory, call 877-291-0123 or go to the Relevant Radio app. Give a dollar a day. We're going to send three gifts your way if you give online through the app. Help us to answer the call. You're vital to our mission to bring Christ to the world through the media. The Relevant Radio Summer Pledge Drive continues. Answer the call.
Okay, I want to talk about the whole Alec Baldwin debacle. He had charges dropped for involuntary manslaughter and they may be coming back after the latest forensic evidence with regard to the gun and updates that were made to the gun that killed cinematographer Halen Hutchins back in 2021 on the film set for that Western Rust that we will be talking about in just a few minutes here. Before we do, we are unpacking Pope St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body, and I want to talk about the next portion where Pope St. John Paul II, and if you've not been joining us, by the way, we are in a series. It has been so much fun. At least I'm having fun. I hope you are. I'm looking at the numbers. People are really eating up the content. Let me know how you're enjoying it enjoying the podcast if you're following along every show almost every show we've been unpacking pope saint john paul ii's 133 catechetical talks on theology of the body and there's a lot to unpack it's very heady but the fruits of it are truly prophetic when it comes to what is happening in the culture today and the point we are at is where pope saint john paul ii is still walking through genesis those first few chapters of genesis and he's starting to talk about the section known as knowledge and procreation. What does the word know and knowing mean in the Old Testament? Well, here is a little bit of inside talk when it comes to sacred scripture. If you didn't know this, if someone says someone knew someone else, that they knew them, that's another play on words for sexual intimacy, hopefully within marriage. But as we know, our forefathers in the Old Testament weren't always good about how they engaged in sexuality. So what we are looking at is Pope St. John Paul II is talking about the significance of the ability to have children and what it means to know. And why is it that we hear those words in the Old Testament of knowing another person as a verbiage for the gift of sexuality and engaging in sexual intimacy between man and woman. And what Pope St. John Paul II is pointing to is how when Jesus Christ, in talking to his interlocutors in Matthew 19 and Mark 10, when he appeals to the beginning, he points to the significance of children as well, being fruitful and multiplying, the man and the woman, that nothing should come between them. Christ leads us, Pope St. John Paul II says, in appealing to the beginning, beyond the limits of what St. Pope John Paul II says, the hereditary sinfulness of the original innocence of the human person. So what he's saying is that, as we've been discussing, especially the last couple weeks, original innocence was God's vision for the human person, and that we shouldn't so much focus on ourselves as fallen human beings, but in terms of the vision God has for us, that we can be restored to grace by the grace of Jesus Christ. And that we are called to come back to this innocence that occurred in the garden where knowledge of another person, the sexual complementarity that occurred that brings forth new life, that we can understand that when we discuss this, when we dive into Adam and Eve, for example, knowing each other, again, now you know the word. It's a word that you can use instead of using that three-letter word uh, having to do with what happens between the sheets. What we're talking about is that Pope St. John Paul II is saying in that knowing, in that consummation of marriage, that this is a union defined precisely by knowledge. And this is part of the reason why we hear that word knowing and being known and knowledge in the Old Testament, where we read that Adam knew his wife. And this is where we read about 
Seth, for example, or sorry, and Cain and Abel who come from the union of Adam and Eve. So what we're talking about is that Pope St. John Paul II is saying, the situation in which husband and wife unite so intimately, he says, among themselves as to form one flesh was defined as knowledge. Why? Because he's indicating that we get to a deeper depth of knowing ourselves in intimacy. It's through the duality of sexuality that the two become one flesh. What he's saying is that it's only through maleness and femaleness that sexual complementarity can occur in two things. The generation of new life, but in the authentic gift of what actual sexual intimacy is meant to be. And I love that Pope St. John Paul II is saying this. Why? Because what he's saying is that how God created it is how it's meant to be done. And that is between a man and a woman. And that when a woman brings her distinct, unique femaleness, body and soul, mind, every dimension of her human person is impacted by her female sexuality. When she brings the totality of herself, including that bodily complementarity, she comes to a greater understanding and knowledge of herself and of her husband because that's the way it's meant to be and the same for the man and so through again i want to say what pope saint john paul ii said yet again through the duality of sex they become one flesh and bring it into the specific dimension of the person so what is he saying it's one of those handful of areas where he's actually talking about intimacy because most of the time pope saint john paul ii is referring to the differences of men and women, the complementarity that occurs, that is seen on the material physiological level, like a key and a lock through the body, but that there's so much more to that than the material dimension, that especially in the 21st century, we tend to demean and lower the value of our maleness and femaleness. And as the culture seems to try to see if the body can swing both ways or engage with people of the same sexual orientation, well, it's not working. Sexually transmitted diseases are off the charts for people who are engaging with other people of the same sex. They're off the charts for people who are saying, well, I'm bisexual. I can swing both ways. The body is suffering. It's degrading the body. It's damaging the body. It's decreasing life longevity. It's increasing damage of diseases. It's leading to infertility. But it's also not leading to human happiness. And that's part of why Pope St. John Paul II is talking about theology of the body here. Because he's saying there's a purpose, there's a theology, there's an essence to who you are. And it does have something to do with when a man and a woman marry and give themselves to each other in a total gift of, of self that has the potential to create new life, that man and woman affirm and embrace one another in a way that comes to a deeper knowledge of both themselves individually as well as together knowing the other person and so pope saint john paul ii over and over again in this section in chapters or should i say talk 20 and 21 is talking about knowledge and procreation from the perspective of what he says human intentionality that is the specific depth of their own human eye what pope saint john paul ii is saying is that they get to know each, each other better get to know one another better through understanding the totality of who we are as male and female not reducing ourselves or rejecting parts of our body in the gift of new human life 
And it'll be neat to unpack this further because what we're going to do is dive into the significance of this specifically through motherhood and fatherhood as Pope St. John Paul II just hits a nail on the head in discussing how significant our self-knowledge becomes and how sacrificial the gift of the human person can be when we start to enter into what is known as motherhood and fatherhood. And even if you don't have kids, understanding that from the perspective of spiritual motherhood and spiritual fatherhood, because theology of the body is for everyone. Theology of the body, as we discussed yesterday, is fundamental to understanding Our Lady, especially. So we'll unpack more of this tomorrow, getting into fatherhood and motherhood in this series on Theology of the Body. Check out the series, catch up at relevantradio.com forward slash trending or wherever you catch your podcasts. I'll be right back. Changing lives in your neighborhood and across the nation. Here's another Relevant Radio miracle moment. Christina, who's listening in Sharpsburg, Georgia. Good afternoon. I just wanted to share my story. So I grew up Catholic, cradle Catholic, thought I knew the faith, thought I, you know, I even went to Catholic school. I really, I, I thought I knew my faith. And I started talking to my mom and she lives in Nashville. And of course I live in the Atlanta area. And she said, I listened to Nashville Catholic radio. And I said, oh, that's so wonderful. She said, well, you know, you could listen to it online. <laughs> well, then I heard that you guys had an app. So I downloaded the app and I'm addicted. I can't, I cannot stop listening to you guys. Um, I actually play it on my Alexa device. I thought I knew my face. I didn't know anything. I want to thank you guys. Touch a heart and change a soul by making a donation to Relevant Radio today. This is Timory with Kale Clark. We need $40,000 this hour and we have a long ways to go. Oh my goodness, we have we need $12,000 or sorry, we've made $12,000. We have 38 and actually we just had news that came in. Nancy from Norwalk, California just gave twice. She gave $1,200 and $365. That's $1,500. Thank you, Nancy, for supporting our work. That means we only need, let's see, counting math, about 20... $2,600 or sorry, $26,000 in order to meet our need here at Relevant Radio. Kale, how can people donate? Uh, first of all, Nancy, thank you for your generosity out in California. Timory's fellow Californian there supporting our girl here. And you can do the same, 877-291-0123 or go to relevantradio.com, the Relevant Radio app. If you want to support trending, all the other great programming here, only here, on Relevant Radio, as you heard in that miracle moment with Drew Mariani, hey, addiction is not good, but you are allowed to be, we'll make an exception for being addicted to Relevant Radio. We really want you guys to spread the love. If you really appreciate what you're hearing, call 877-291-0123. Go to the app, and you can also, of course, if you come in at that dollar-a-day level, you're going to get those beautiful two gifts. If you call the phone number, you're going to get the book. You're going to get the rosary. If you go online, we'll throw in a third gift. It's a dollar-a-day triple play the talk on angels by our very own Patrick Madrid. And we have so many uh, new markets, uh, Tim, uh, with Relevant Radio. We keep expanding. So if you're in one of our new markets and, and you're like, yeah, I've never really contributed to this yet, but I found Relevant Radio. I'm really enjoying it. I'm benefiting from it. Why not step up to the plate, join the family, and help us to answer the call, 877-291-0123 or the Relevant Radio app. And I'm asking if you can give a dollar a day, just a dollar a day. That is something we can all do. It 
takes a little bit of sacrifice and moving around. You can break mm-hmm. it up into monthly installments or give it all at once. But we have special gifts honoring St. Therese of Lisieux. And these rosaries that we have to give you are taken, are going to be taken to relics of St. Therese, St. Therese's parents, who mm-hmm. are also saints. And I've really grown to appreciate Louis and Zaley Martin over the last a year or so as my daughter has this children's book about their marriage. And it's funny, I've been telling a story about how my two-year-old starts saying, I want to marry you. And I think part of that reason is because <laughs> we walk through the marriage of these two people. And she understands it has something to do with love, but it's not kosher. <laughs> uh, you can catch that podcast that we just discussed earlier. It's a funny story. Yeah. But how can people donate, Kale? Oh, that's such a cute story. And you can donate by calling 877-291-0123. You're going to the app. Help us to answer the call here at Relevant Radio. We're talking about what you're thinking about. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. What's trending? News about actor Alec Baldwin. You probably heard the awful, awful story about the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins back in 2021 on the set of the Western film that people talk a lot about that is rust in october what happened was alec baldwin claims he didn't pull the trigger but he was waving the gun around and bottom line is somehow the trigger was pulled or somehow the gun fired and it took the life of helena hutchins there on the rust film set now there's a lot that could be discussed here what happened in april though was that charges for involuntary manslaughter were dropped against actor Alec Baldwin, but a new report came out yesterday, and it was written by a weapons expert giving expert advice to prosecutors that there had been an alleged modification of the gun used by Alec Baldwin. So it isn't just Alec Baldwin who's being called into question. Among other people, charges have also been against the movie's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. Now, She claims that there were no modifications made to the gun, but here's the bottom line. With the news that came out, what it seems to be from the armor, from uh, the expert testimony given by the weapons experts, Alec Baldwin, it seems, would have had to have pulled the trigger on the gun that killed the cinematographer Helena Hutchins. This is tough news, and if you've been following it, it's just shocking to hear that someone died on a movie set. Now, there are a lot of questions. Why was there a loaded gun? Why was there a gun that could easily be shot? Why was Alec Baldwin waving it around, yet alone specifically at this woman? So much is to be discussed in this situation. It does not sound like Alec did anything intentional, but the question is the lack of intentionality. The Uh, fact that there wasn't caution taken why was there a loaded gun why was there a real gun in this sense used on the set was it why wasn't it just some sort of replica that can look really good on screen much is to be covered on this but i want to cover this from i think a catholic perspective which is always a perspective we should have and instead of this right versus left mindset because it's the wrong mindset it's interesting because people on the left keep sticking up for Alec Baldwin saying he shouldn't have to face charges 
a lot of people see someone who made fun of Trump and champions gun control. And people say he didn't mean to do it, so he shouldn't face manslaughter. Whereas on the right, a lot of people are villainizing Alec Baldwin, saying he deserves to go to prison and he is a terrible person. Whether it was, whether he pulled the trigger or not, whether it was a mistake or not, I think this whole conversation, we have to recognize, yes, Alec Baldwin was incorrectly pointing a gun at someone, and there never should have been a loaded gun to begin with. But here's the bottom line. Someone died. She has a family. She has a name. She was talented. Her name is so important that we bring it up, Helena Hutchins. And Helena Hutchins died in this circumstance, and no matter what happens, Alec Baldwin is going to carry that for the rest of his life, that he was involved in the death of this woman. And so when I was talking to our, one of our producers, producer here of Trending, John Hannity, behind the scenes, I said, you know, what are your thoughts on this whole Alec Baldwin situation? He said, I think people need to have some compassion. At the end of the day, Alec Baldwin will literally carry this for the rest of his life and so will this woman's family. He said, we need honesty with regard to this, but recognizing that this is a deadly mistake that occurred. And I think that's significant in the cancel culture we live in because this was a deadly mistake. This has hit the news in a very public fashion and the consequences are severe. He does need to be punished for his role for the sake of his own peace moving forward for a sense of justice for himself for righting a wrong, a sense of justice for the family and those involved. I don't think we can just walk off scot-free. I mean, that isn't how the world works. And a lot of people saying he should just completely be exonerated. But what we do need to recognize is that as there needs to be justice in this situation, there also needs to be compassion. And I was even thinking about this earlier. One of my greatest fears is running over someone with my car and killing someone. I watched the Catholic pro-life film many years ago, Bella, and ever since then, I think it's just instilled this terror in me that that's something that will happen. And I just think about what would happen, you know, the need to atone for what happened, the sense of responsibility, the guilt, the need for forgiveness for myself in this situation and any accident that may have occurred. You know, what if someone ran in front of the car? I'm always terrified, especially right now in Southern California. I've seen a lot of the homeless people on the roads. I've not seen pe homeless people to the extent that we are seeing now, just stepping out into the road as often as they do. I'm terrified someone's going to try to use a car, especially my car, to be a way out. And as I was looking at this Alec Baldwin situation, although he never should have been using that gun in such a negligent way, we have to recognize it does not seem that he tried to do anything intentionally to murder this woman, that it was unintentional. And in the culture, cancel culture we live in, as people try to polarize this issue and make it about his beliefs, his perspective, being on the right versus the left, I think that we need to have, again, that, that calmer response of compassion, honesty. We would love to get to the bottom of this and know. And that's fine if you're interested in the case and you want to continue to unpack and see what will happen. We'll talk about it. But being careful not to villainize someone just because you do, uh, disagree 
with their political stance or that you don't villainize someone because they did something wrong. That's important. When someone does something wrong, we are called as people of faith, as Catholics, to love the sinner but hate the sin. Perhaps the only sin here was being negligent with a gun. And again, that's a big, big casualty. That's a big problem. Someone died in a situation. But again, not villainizing someone. That is such, I think, an important lesson in the cancel culture we live in today, that we are able to respond with a healthy perspective rather than the obsessive gossip culture that is literally just rampant in mainstream media. And frankly, the media needs to be held accountable because there are consequences for the way that people are being vilified. And it used to be, it used to be that journalists had integrity, that it also used to be that media upheld what is a part of our fundamental judicial system having to do with this idea that you are innocent until proven guilty. Let's take that approach as people of faith. Let's combat the cancel culture, even as we're talking about topics such as the latest news in the Alec Baldwin story on the set of this film. Maybe you have seen it, or maybe you've been following the story of Rust, the Western movie back from 2021. I'll be right back with Cale Clark in just a moment. Hi, my name is Kale Clark, and I'm the host of The Kale Clark Show and the Faith Explained program right here on Relevant Radio, and I am joining Tamari for these last few minutes of her show called Trending. And guess what? We have arrived at Christmas in August. That's right. You've heard about Christmas in July, but guess what? It's Christmas Ooh, in August because, guess what? Santa. Santa has just made what? a gift to Relevant Radio. That's right. Santa... Aww. From McAllen, Texas, has just come in at that dollar-a-day giving level. And thank you so much, Santa. Really, really appreciate you. That's a very holy gift. Get it, Santa? <laughs> holy. You. All right, got it, got it, got it. All right. But Santa, in all seriousness, that, that is a wonderful gift. Thank you for that. That's a new market for us here on Relevant Radio. And your gifts help us to do just that, expand the reach of the gospel. We want to reach the world for Jesus Christ through the media. And we can only do that with your help. We want to pick up more stations, reach new markets, reach more and more souls, most importantly. And you can help us to do that by calling 877-291-0123, And if you come in at that dollar a day level, guess what? Christmas is all about, as you know, Timory, giving and receiving gifts. It's a gift exchange. We want to give some gifts back to you in exchange for your generosity to Relevant Radio on the Relevant Radio app and the website. If you call the number, 877-291-0123, and come in at that dollar-a-day giving level, we will give you two amazing gifts. There's only a few left. There's only a few hundred left, and they will go quickly. I expect them to be gone in the next little bit, so I get yours right now. It's a beautiful gift called I Believe in Love. It's a book by Father Jean Delbay, a personal retreat based on the teaching of St. Therese of Lisieux. And, of course... uh, She's a doctor of the church. You can use this for spiritual reading, for your own prayer, your own reflection. And also, we're going to send you a St. Therese rosary. It's rose-scented. She lets fall a shower of roses from heaven, answers to prayer through her intercession. I know she's probably come through for you. You can get one of these as well. We're going to take them to the National Shrine of St. Therese of Lisieux. We're going to touch these rosaries to her relics, which are making an appearance here uh, through the United States, and the relics of her parents, 
the Martin couple that uh, gave birth to so many wonderful children, including St. Therese, uh, Louis and Zélé Martin. Uh, so much to give to you. And if you give online, we're going to throw in a third gift. It's a dollar a day triple play. It'll be a talk by Patrick Madrid on angels. Hey, guess what, Timmer? You know, seven out of ten Americans actually believe in angels. We want them to wow. get the truth about angels, though. Yes. And we can only get that through our Catholic faith. And Patrick Madrid's talk will help you to do that. It's interesting you mentioned that. I remember some years ago, someone I worked with when I was teaching Pilates, she was always wearing this angel necklace. And I thought, oh, yeah. hey, tell me about your necklace. Because I started to wonder, maybe she's Catholic or something. And sure enough, she ended up sharing with me. She said, oh, well, I'm not Catholic, but one of my dear friends and mentors gave this to me many years ago. And I just like to think there's an angel out there watching over me and protecting me. And I realized what a great talking point angels mm-hmm. can be yeah. as in tool for evangelization. So it's really neat. I didn't know seven out of 10 people believed in angels. You'll have to donate and donate online if you'd (laughs) like to hear that talk from Patrick Madrid about angels so that you can evangelize and ask people, even just ask this question, do you believe in angels? Yay or nay? And there you go. (laughs) Off you start and you can talk about being Catholic. So donate now, relevantradio.com or the Relevant Radio app. We need about $2,100 to go to meet our need in the next two minutes of $40,000. And actually, I would like to thank two people in particular. Mm -hmm. Reginald just donated from the Philippines. Welcome to Relevant Radio. Thanks for giving. Yeah, especially for the first time. And John just gave $1,000 in Lodi, California. Thank you for supporting our work, along with many people who are saying yes to that dollar a day level, including Diane, Maureen, Sharon, Joseph, and many others, including Gary and Ned. Thank you for supporting the work we're doing. And you too, Veronica. Thank you. Oh, wow. These are incredible gifts that are rolling in right now, Timory. And by, I learned something new about you. I, I didn't know you taught Pilates. Punches Pilates. That's a bad name for a Pilates studio. Anyways, <laughs> hey, guess what? Father Rocky's coming up with the Family Rosary Across America, and he's got an amazing guest, Archbishop Jose Gomez from yes. Los Angeles. We're going to celebrate the 45th priestly anniversary for the Archbishop. Do it a little belated, but we're going to celebrate, of course, the Feast of the Assumption, belated too. Join Father Rocky right now and call 877 291 Help us to answer the call.